it's your girl crystal and welcome to another episode of she laughs hey everybody it's tanisha uh so this topic that we're gonna get into today is we're gonna talk to you about um marriage and um what is it more specifically being a wife yes not just marriage um being a wife and becoming a wife um so for those of you who don't know, Tanisha is married. Yes. <laughs> and I am single. Um, so I know you're probably wondering, so then she's married, you're single, what do y'all have to really say? Um, and we're coming from a viewpoint uh mostly about one being a wife but also what it takes to become a wife. Um, because a lot of times I think people think that you're not a wife until you have a ring on your finger. Yeah. Um, and the contrary is actually true. Um, you actually become that prior to. Um, the thing I like to point out is the verse where it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, we look at that and we're just like, yeah, once he found me. But see, here's the thing. Um, you have to be a wife when he finds you. Already. Already. And that, that takes that takes something. Um that is how can I how can I describe it? I'm trying to describe the process of becoming um life. when we say you already are one, we don't necessarily mean you are whoever you're dating's wife. Mm. Let's let's make that clear. <laughs> that doesn't mean you are his wife. You might be one. You are one, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are his at the very moment. You aren't his until he asks you to be. So, um, I wanted to clarify that first. Thank you. Before we got any further. But what were you trying to think of? What were you trying to say? <laughs> the process, though, of actually becoming one. Because it actually starts, I want to say for me, it had started way before getting in a relationship, being in a relationship, it's actually was happening for me, um, even now currently in my singleness, where God was preparing me and laying on my heart everything that it was going to take to be a wife. Mm -hmm. um, and discovering some things because I'm realizing that people were generally selfish in our nature. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at the mentality of society today, with women, we typically like have this list <laughs> of things that we want in our husband, things that he's got to be, uh, but we never talk about the things that we have to have, some of the responsibilities that we have to have. Um, usually it's more of a selfish thing, and this is just my thoughts on it, uh, it's more of a selfish thing of what needs to be given to me just because I'm a woman. And to make me happy. To make me happy. Um, and the opposite is true. Um, what did you think too? Um, everybody's process is different. Um, hopefully if that is what your goal is, you, um, are seeking God and helping him, you helping, oh, sorry, and him helping you become one and your focus isn't immediately, I want to get married, I want to get married, I want to get married, I want to get married. Um, because you can get married and then not be ready to be a wife. So you kind of defeated the purpose. So that should not be your focus. The focus should be, um, like I said, him helping you become that so that when the time comes, you know what to do. It's more so what you don't want is on the job training. Mm. What you want is some kind of idea of what you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to operate before that time comes. Um, because there's so much responsibility and weight that is placed on the husband as the head that being the support of that, um, you just have to be ready. It's, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot. So you need, you just have to, you just have to be ready beforehand. I don't I, know how else to describe it. I think it's interesting that you said that because I know some of my friends who have gotten married, um, 
and were not ready. Now, I know prior to them getting married, they were ready. They said they were ready to be married. They said, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good woman. I know what it would take to run a household, ready to be married. And they went ahead and got married. And then a few years after that, I remember having conversations with them and they're saying, Crystal, don't rush into this. I wish I had to take in more time for Yeah, myself. because they think, because I know how to cook and I know how to clean and I can help raise a child if oh, they so already you, have children, they, they, to them, that means I'm good. So you know the task. Yeah. That's usually, you know the checkbox. Yes. Usually <laughs> that's, that's what they think. I know how to do all of that. Um, I know how to do what I need to do when it comes to sex. So I'm good. I, we can do this. No. no. And so one of the things that I particularly found interesting was that majority, 90% of the time, I would even venture to say 95% of the time, the females who have talked to me that said that is that I did not take the time to get to know who I was. As a first. person. Yes, absolutely. As a person. What I liked, what I disliked, you know, how I want things to flow, how I really, really want to raise my children. Mm-hmm. Um and now they're saying that they're stuck in a position where they don't have the opportunity to have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you missed it. You know, now it is about your children and it is about your husband, especially if you are someone who rushed into that and had some understanding of how a Christian relationship should function and you know you're supposed to submit to your husband. Well, the problem is I don't want to submit if I think my ideas are better. I don't want to submit if um, I think I have more of an educational background. I don't want to submit if I had my life together, quote unquote, before we started dating. So that's that's a problem. Or mm, I've heard this one. I don't want to submit because I make more than you. I mean, it's the same thing. My life was together. I had a job. I had a car. I had somewhere to live. So I know how to take care of myself. So submit for what? especially if I know how to do all of that what do I need you for and that's a problem and I think a lot of females live in this day and age where we're all wanting to be independent but we really don't understand how to be in a real relationship well I think the idea of trying to be independent we need to get rid of that altogether because anything you do needs to be of the mindset of you want to help your community so helping each other you can't be focused on being independent if you want to help others no that they don't go together which goes to then a service mentality absolutely you have to have a service mentality that's why it's important before you even think of dating that you need to know who you are as a woman date yourself take yourself out on dates I know a lot of people say, I'm not doing that. Well, I mean, you don't have to literally go to the fanciest of restaurants and sit at the dinner table by yourself. But what I mean by take yourself out is, I mean, treat yourself to lunch one day. A place that you like to go eat lunch, it ain't got to be nothing spectacular. You can take yourself to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Go inside the McDonald's, sit down, and enjoy eating with yourself. Read a book. Talk to yourself, but we don't do that. We think it looks odd or we think it's crazy or everybody's going to look at me. Who cares? I love that concept. Like I have done that for years now. Um, Gone out and just did things by myself, mostly because I'm, I'm a little weird. And typically the things that sometimes I want to do, some of my friends don't always want to do, but I still want to do them. Mm -hmm. So I've done that. What I um, really appreciate about it is because you get to learn who you are. And a lot of us don't like ourselves. Yes. It's difficult to sit down with yourself when you don't like who you are Mm -hmm. as a person. And then you have to really sit with yourself and kind of figure out why don't I like being just by myself? Because if I don't like being by myself, who... And I want to invite somebody else to be with me. Mm -hmm. What makes you think that they're going to like being there? Oh, you you hope that they do. That way you can feel good about yourself. You need someone to 
show you that they like you <laughs> for you to feel good about yourself. That's bad. It's facts. <laughs> but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog you out if you feel that way because I've even had those moments. It took me sitting by myself mm-hmm. and reading and and just being uncomfortable with the silence. Yeah. Yeah. And sitting in my own mess to realize, oh, this is what's not right. This is what I need to fix. This is what I need to twerk. I don't really like this. This is what I like. Um, to ask yourself the hard questions is always difficult. Not easy. And it's not that it can't be done. It's yeah, just absolutely. Difficult. Can be done. It's just difficult. And it's uncomfortable. And it's okay. It won't be uncomfortable for long. But it's important to do um before I say before like I said before dating Mm -hmm. it needs to be done before you date because if you don't do that and then you go and start dating and then move into a relationship you will base all of your self-esteem off of how someone treats you or shows you your value you'll go off of that and then absolutely 100% dangerous place to put it and then because they're nice to you that has to be a good thing so you're not going to go anywhere because they're nice and then that's when you move into well they're nice and they're not going anywhere we might as well get married uh no Mm. let's talk talk about that real quick like a lot of times it's it's become common for us to be like oh if they're nice then they, they must be the one no absolutely not and ladies ladies I know I know all of us have been hurt before. And a lot of times us as women, we want to say that we're the ones being hurt. Men have been hurt too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we'll end up getting with someone who we feels like is just super nice. That's And it's not because they do anything wrong. That's just their personality. They're a nice person. They're not a grimy person. No, they just do things. And we automatically assume that we should be with them. Yeah. And then here you go. You get with them and then you find out what a, what's more important than that person being nice is that they submit. Can they submit? Well, here's the issue with that. We don't even like to submit to what God wants us to do. Thank you, because I didn't get to that part. Submit <laughs> to God. That's what they need. They don't need to submit to you. They need to submit to God. We have our, our <laughs> own issues in that vein. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do we struggle and battle with that so um that's not something we even look for i don't know if people even know how to look for that no there's no there wasn't there's no way you would think to look for that number one you can't that's not your job to do that's why the whole process of you during your signalness um finding who you are and really honestly the best way to learn who you are is to be reading your bible and seeing what god tells you that you are because that's who is going to show you exactly who you are so that's who you look to for the confirmation and affirmation you need of who you are Mm -hmm. with you doing that and him validating you then that's when you go into the okay god who am i supposed to be with show me what to do and that will be revealed now once you are in the process of him teaching you how to be a wife and that all that process honestly is is you him putting you in the mindset of of being more of um the servitude attitude um being a support being a help um not wanting to lead but still having the strength and ability to talk about that some more um because i think a lot of people we don't get into marriage for service no absolutely we get in because we want love i love him he loves me um i want someone to make me happy Make me feel good. Make me forget for a second. Dote on me. <laughs> or some women just like the title alone. Yes. Of wife. 
I guess that's a, a, an important status no, in life is. is to become somebody, anybody's wife. So that I can look like somebody want me. Yeah. So when you don't have a mindset of servitude, and then a lot of people don't like the word because um, I don't know why it's associated with being someone's uh, slave or you're being mistreated, and that's not the case. Um, it takes strength to be of service to someone. Yes. And we deem it as a sign of weakness. And it's the complete opposite. So if you're not willing to um, assist and help, and sometimes assisting and helping doesn't always mean you get to state your opinion. That is also a problem. And it also does not mean that you get to jump in and save the day just because you know how to do it. That too. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's another <laughs> issue. Well, I know how to do it better, so it's best that I do it. No, not necessarily. What is better? Does the job get done? If the mm-hmm. job gets done, job gets done. It just really doesn't matter how it gets done. Whether it was your way or his way. But mine is better. Who's, who keeps saying that? Notice it's only you that says that. <laughs> so then I would call into question of how better it is. Mm-hmm. And that is a struggle for everyone in any situation. But definitely when it comes to that, that can be a struggle. So if you don't have um, that mindset of service, you aren't able to say, you know what, let me just stop Mm -hmm. and just let it go. Mm -hmm. You will hang on to the no, I have to do it because I can do this correctly. You just know one way of doing it. That's all. That's all. That's all. You just know one way of doing it. Um. I remember the exact moment that it really hit me about what it took to be a wife. Um, It was a few years ago, and I called Tanisha (laughs) at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I told her, "Um, yeah, I don't want to be nobody's wife. (laughs) And it's not that it's not rewarding. I get the reward aspect of it. But it really hit the servitude aspect of it. Um, not only just the servitude, but what is required and what you're battling when, once you're in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Bible says that the men are the head. And I look at women as we are the heart. Um, we are the ones that set the tone in the household. We're the gatekeepers to make sure who is coming into contact with the children coming into the house. Um, because the way I look at it, and Tanisha will correct me if I'm wrong, is the house is a, the home is a safe haven Mm -hmm. for the head. And when he's going out and battling every single day, what's going on in the world and fights that he does not know in the physical realm, we as the women are usually the ones at home battling in the spiritual realm. Yes. The things that he does not know, he cannot see that will come up against him. The things that could affect our children. And so when you get the gravity of that and you see what spirits that you have from generations Mm -hmm. upon generations that are in your life, coupled with the spirits that he's got coming, not just from experiences that he knows that have happened within his short time span here on earth, but from the generation of his father, of his grandfather, of his great-grandfather, and all of those spirits coming together. It's a lot to realize that this is a war that you literally are stepping up and saying, I'll fight. It is, but we don't think of it like that. We think of the physical aspect of, this is going to be so awesome. I get to have somebody that's going to love on me and rub on my back <laughs> and all, all the cute stuff, which you, you are. That's, that's, that's great. That is a benefit, but that's really not, that's not what this is about. We forget that marriage in itself was something that was created by God. So it being created by him is going to be attacked a lot. Mm. so <laughs> and you wonder why divorce rates are the way that they are now yes it's, it's just it just is it's attacked and it's attacked spiritually yes more than so physical 
and uh, the spiritual side of that just can show up in the flesh with arguments and things of that nature so um we never think of it like that so when it finally hits you that that that's it 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 can be overwhelming it can absolutely be overwhelming so her calling me with that i couldn't i just chuckled because <laughs> i couldn't even know y'all she laughed at me so i laughed bad. because <laughs> she was telling the truth <laughs> she was absolutely telling the truth and i couldn't i i couldn't i could not woo woo her no. that was not the moment i couldn't say oh girl it'll be all right no i i i couldn't i couldn't because she was she was telling the truth she was telling the truth and in that moment of her being honest and telling the truth and i heard her say i don't want to do this it wasn't it wasn't a i can't do this it wasn't an attitude of selfishness i heard oh my god i got it and i am terrified Yes. And that's when I said, Oh, you're a wife already. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she understood. She wow. really understood. She under she got it. That's all that's, all, that's and, I, I think that's what I said. You you got it. That's it. She did. She that's like, it. You don't you don't want it for any selfish fleshly reason. <laughs> you understand truly what it and it there was there was no um I know nobody taught her this. I know nobody yeah, no. showed her this. I know that that means she'd been in conversation with God and by the Holy Spirit, she was told what she needed to know and it freaked her out. It, it truly did because I understood the gravity of what was being required and that you literally, for me, I had to say, yes, I'm willing. Mm-hmm. Um, to submit to service, um, realizing for those who don't know in my day, my day professional, not my passion, but my professional day to day life, I am a regional director. I'm in my thirties. I am one of those that we corporate world and just society for me to be a black woman, you would be like, you got it going on. Mm -hmm. And then to realize you want me to willingly put myself into service to whoever you choose, not who I choose mm -hmm. to whoever you choose. Um, it kind of hit in a place that I did not realize. And for the first time, I also saw my selfishness um, really, really clear as to what was being asked. And I actually had a choice either continue to be selfish and I can just be how I am or to be selfless and see what God is really wants to give me for the rest of my life and my family and my husband what he wants to do with my children and my legacy and then my lineage mm -hmm. and i think that's something what i'm touching on it is a lot of times we don't realize that what he asks us to do is bigger than just us that's why i said we have to be careful with this whole i'm independent um no nah. <laughs> it's because it's not just about you <laughs> so. it's so not just about you it's about I'll, I'll compare it to the story of Leah. And for those of you who don't know, Leah was the first wife of Jacob. Mm -hmm. um, and he did not want her. He wanted Rachel. Mm -hmm. He worked 14 years for Rachel and seven years for Leah, who he was given and it, he was tricked into. Basically. Basically. Now, even though he was tricked into marrying Leah, he still had children with her. Five, sure to did. be exact. But Leah did not feel his love, and she kept crying out to God, you know, I, I want to be loving. You can tell it in the names of her children. Mm -hmm. And finally, when she submitted to God, um, she called her last son, Judea. And she it literally was saying, I am content. God, you're my God. I will do this. It never talks about if she was loved or not never says whether she was or not mm -mm. never said whether you know she ended up on a happy note but she was content with god and what it was that he was doing in her life the reason i bring her up is because 
she did not see in her lifetime what was the reason for her life. Yeah. <clears throat> she saw her children and she definitely was blessed with children, but she did not see the reason. And if you look now, what we're able to do is go and look back and see that it would come through her line, not Rachel's. Yes. Her line that the King David would come, that even the birth of Christ would come through her line because of her submission. Why do I say that? Is because it was way bigger than her. Yes, absolutely. Way bigger than her. We don't know through our marriage who God puts with us, what's to come of that. We think that it's just about us and my feelings at this moment in time, what makes me feel good mm -hmm. to do right now. Mm -hmm. We don't think about our children. We don't think about our children's children. We don't think about the people that they're supposed to affect. We don't think about our gifts or our husband's gifts that are supposed to come together we don't, to create. Even if we do think about our children, we do so in a... Superficial way? Yes. I want to make sure my children go to the best school. I want to make sure they have the best of everything. I want to make sure they don't go through what I go through. We never think on the spiritual level at all. Mm -mm. The gifts that will be given to your children spiritually what it would take for you and <clears throat> whoever you marry to help um not birth those gifts but i guess um help your child in those gifts as far as their training in them we never think about okay the person i'm supposed to marry i'm supposed to cover him in prayer which mm -hmm. means i'm attached to whatever anointing is over him that is important there are some people they can't handle the anointing God is placing on you, especially if you're giving a double portion of anointing. That is major. Yes. Not a lot of people are given that. No. There's, there's only one person in the Bible that was, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was Elijah. Yes. But Elijah was a servant. Yes. To Eli Wait, I'm saying it wrong. Elisha. Elisha. Elisha Sorry. was a servant to Elijah. So much so that in the Bible calls Elisha in the beginning, him being a servant to Elijah was simply the person who poured Elijah water. Mm. That was it. <laughs> he moved up from there. From being just a servant or an apprentice mainly up to being right underneath Elijah as basically his armor bearer. And from there went on and said, I want, I want the anointing that you have. I know I already have an anointing because God told him that. Then he said, I want, I want what you got too. So you want double. Yes. And even Elijah was like, you don't, you don't, you don't want the anointing <laughs> I have. You've been here with me. You've seen what I've dealt with. You've seen what I've gone through with this anointing and you want it too. Yes. But he got it and he could handle it. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it just was a lot but he can handle it so you can't be attached to everyone no. they just can't it, it just it's unfortunate but you just can't and that's why you can't make that decision on your own no it's not enough that he or she is nice and you have a lot in common and you have a certain connection and or chemistry, uh, or chemistry and you think that's it that's a start. Without any, without any conversation as to, God, is this the person for me? Who would you have me have? I think that's what we overlook. Because when I look back over relationships that I've had in the past, uh, I never sought God out on any of them once I got into them. No. They just, they just looked nice. And they made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And we had some common interests. And now here I am in my life and I'm like, God, okay, you're going to have to direct me because the thing that I have learned is he sees the things that I don't see. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I see the laughter in your day-to-day -day doings. I don't see the actual motives. Yes. And I remember um, as much as I talk to people, as much as I love people, people have always been the thing that fears me the, or scares me the most, mostly because I don't know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So you can tell me one thing, but I know even though you tell me one thing, a lot of people have a really good poker face. Yes. So you can tell me one thing, 
and literally be doing 10 other things and setting up moves. Mm -hmm. I realized that early as a child. So I knew to be like, don't listen to all of the niceness that people are telling you. Well, with God, what I love about him is while I see your representative and you literally may show me nothing that should send up alarm signals. Mm -hmm. God sees those spirits that are attached to you. Yep. Those motives, those thoughts. So I know he has my best interest at heart at all times. Yes. And, uh, you know, his thoughts are to prosper me, not to harm me. So if he tells me to run, guess what? The first thing I'm doing is, is, is running full speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how good you look. Um, just like that little famous meme, which I think is hilarious. It's like she wants a six-figure man that's six foot with a six-figure figure income and all them sixes. But there's some truth to that. Yeah. Because you want all of these things, but you don't know what he did to get them. No. You don't know what he sacrificed, what <clears throat> deals, what covenants he made to get those things and what it will take to keep it. Yes. But you like it because it's nice, it's flashy, he treats me good. He says, hello, he opens the door for me and he might cook on occasion. Yeah. That, that, that about sums it up. <laughs> and so you sold yourself. Sold yourself short, actually. Very short. Because there's so much more that God's trying to give you than than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, way more. So it's just, it's important to keep him, um, <clears throat> I don't want to say involved. I would say you need to make a place for him when it comes to dealing with marriage and becoming a wife let him guide you in any way that he does he does because he'll choose it based off of of off of you because he knows you as his child so he knows the best way to get your attention however that may be Mm -hmm. um i know after the conversation i had with crystal i recommended two books to her um that helped me when I was trying to find out um, and I gave her a full (laughs) disclaimer (laughs) on both of them actually well more one than the other Um, the first one that I recommended to her was his needs um, his needs her needs and that one wasn't bad no at all Um, it just gives you a little insight and understanding as to um how things go and that one's by harley yes yes his last name's harley um the second one that i gave the disclaimer was oh, <laughs> love and respect and mm. it basically breaks down um i can't even think of the verses in the bible ephesians yeah it, it's in ephesians let me, let me um but it breaks down the um uh, basically the declaration that's given to wife and husband for wife to respect the husband and for husband to love the wife. Um, and it basically lets you know that those words were not chosen willy nilly. They were used for a reason. There's a reason why God specifically tells the wife to respect and why he tells the husband specifically to love. And it basically says you need to focus on the charges they given to you. So if you're a wife, your charge is to respect at all times. Not yeah. not when it's earned <laughs> at all times. Period. Yeah. So reading that was I know it was hard for me when I read that. I it it was so hard. I I did not finish it the first time <laughs> I read the book. Uh I stopped halfway through. I stopped halfway through and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing this." I'm not doing this because I said to me, you're basically telling me so I can't defend myself. I don't understand this. I can't do this. And, can't talk and back. God told me, he said, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally the Holy Spirit was like, no, you can't. And I was like, what do you mean? I can't. And then he reminded me of a book that I had read um, maybe a, a year beforehand um, called um, 
oh, this is gonna the bait of Satan. And in the bait of Satan, what it basically says is being offended is Satan's way of getting you out of the will of God. Because when you're offended, you will defend yourself to the death and usually will cause you to do some things you really have no business doing. But defending yourself is not your job. That is God's job. We can't sing the song about, oh, let the Lord fight your battles if you don't believe it. And you show up for the battle yourself. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's his job. He, he is, God is your parent. He is your father. Jesus is your brother. So if you are a part of that family, you let your parent be your parent. Like we are as children. If your mother says, don't go to school fighting. If you got a problem, you better call me and I'll come up there. Then you need to do what she says. Yes. That means you can't fight. Let her do it. It's the same thing. Let him do it. However he sees fit. That was my problem with that book. <laughs> <laughs> that was another one. I I I stopped halfway through. I was like, yeah. I, uh, mm, 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 mm. And then I, I he was like, no, I, I need you to I need you to read this. So it was a lot. So I I definitely was like, okay, well now that you you're ready, I need you to. <laughs> I need you to read these books. Y'all. Y'all. I'm going to say it one more time. Y'all. For real? Like, for real, though? I mean, I I have... Be prepared. If if you're picking up this book, now, I fought through it. I was like, I'm going to get what I need to get out of this. Now, put it down for a little bit. Because, well, first, let me back up. The verse she's talking about is Ephesians 5.33. So, ladies and men, both, go read it. It says it says each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband Ephesians 5:33 okay in there it does not talk about the wife must love him no because that's in our nature already yes as we're women naturally that way it's just we're right. there respect is a little bit different <laughs> yes because if we don't feel loved we don't feel like respecting you yes um, that's the bottom line and and it's our tactics that just innate men naturally are respectful um but they are not loving that's not something that comes natural to them they're providers first before they are anything else they're providers so when i read this book and i was getting through it i was like wait you want me what wait even if he does not even if he doesn't show an ounce of affection or love or love yep he's just doing anyway and here's the other kicker even if i don't feel like he's deserving nobody said that he didn't deserve yep i just don't feel like you deserve it why because i don't like how you treating me why because he ain't showing me love or affection that's typically what it goes back to And it's literally showing you, no, if you give more of this, of what he needs or what she needs, because fellas, I know sometimes y'all listening to, you will get more of what you need. Yep. It is the hardest thing to do. I literally called her and was like, why you got me reading this? (laughs) I already done had a mouth full and eye opening experience about what it's going to take and now I'm finding uh, I yeah. got to respect you too on top of it mm-hmm. even if I don't like it once again going back to how I was raised because Tanisha was right I was not taught to be a servant in a marriage um, I was taught one be happy if they're still there um and two, you know, take care of yourself because they may not always be there. So be prepared for them to leave or exit at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, not to serve them. Now, I, w- I was taught do all of the task stuff, you know, mm-hmm. make his play for him, do all of that. Nobody talked about praying or covering him. Nope. Constantly. Nobody talked about submission like that. Nobody talked about close your mouth sometimes. 
and stuff because God is working here. That was not taught. So I knew God was teaching me, no, these are the things I need you to learn Mm -hmm. quickly before you get married. Um, And I was wise enough to listen um, because I know from my my spirit, God knows my heart. He knows his child. I could not have gotten married and learned all these lessons because that marriage probably wouldn't have lasted as long as Kim Kardashian to, to, to that athlete because <laughs> I could pop off. <laughs> I know it. Thank God he's delivered me. But I know back then, two seconds, we out. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that respect factor comes in so if y'all are going to read this book, which we highly recommend. Yes. Pace yourself. Highlight. Come back to it if you got to come back to it. Yes. Um, uh, Crystal has the hard copy. I have the Kindle version. And I have highlights and notes in my Kindle version that sometimes I'm led to go back. forcefully go back and read what you <laughs> before. So it's important. I, I really, I, I really, really would recommend those very much so. And here's the thing, ladies. The reason it's so important, even though you don't feel like they deserve it, extend your husband grace. When you really think about what their position actually requires, they are the head of the household, which means that they are responsible for everything mm-hmm. that happens in that household. Whether you're the breadwinner or not. Yep. Whether you like it or not. Every child that's in that household. You that's in that household. Everything that you do. They are held accountable for that. And a lot of times we don't think about that. We're thinking about, well, you hurt my feelings. So Mm -hmm. bump you. You know, but they have a lot of weight and pressure that is placed upon their shoulders. And our job is to one, make sure that they have somewhere safe to come to because that battle is not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. We have a lot of responsibilities as well um, because that spiritual realm fight is tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, especially when you see them coming in the house and they're not saying anything to you, but you already know because the spirit is telling you exactly what has happened already. And so you have to go and pray through that thing and you can't say a thing. Nope. You, you pray and be quiet. That's harder than it looks, especially when you see no movement. When you see no movement and you're like, I see nothing happening. It makes you want to shout out in the natural to figure it out. And that's not your job. He didn't ask you to fight that battle. He asked you to pray him through it. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. So while it's hard, while it's difficult, it is not impossible. And it's necessary to do. That's the most important thing. It's necessary. It's not um, <clears throat> It's not for nothing and it's not to your detriment. It's necessary and it's needed. And there are benefits in the end once you do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so yeah, cut out the judging. And I know that's hard to do. I'm a... I can be judgmental. <laughs> um, why isn't this going quicker than this <laughs> at the pace that I would like? Yes. Um, why aren't things happening? But it, it's not your timeline. Um, things are happening. You just may not be privy to what. Absolutely. Happening. So. <laughs> yes. Give it up. Let it go. And let God continue to work. Um those lessons are paramount, I feel like, in before you even get into the marriage. Now, I'll be honest. Like I said, I'm single. I'm not married yet. I just know what God has given me as lessons prior to that. Yes. I also know, and Tanisha has let me know, there's going to be many other lessons that I learned. Once once, once, once you get there, there's still <laughs> room for growth. And there's always going to be lessons. I mean, that's just life. Um But uh, I, I would much rather have the knowledge that I have now than to go in blind. Yes. Because there's a difference between learning the lessons and then applying them. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there 
really is a big difference. And extend yourself grace as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get it right all the time. Um, that's with anything. You're just not going to get it right all the time. But the point is, you know to do better. Yes. So you need to do better than, <laughs> than what you want to do. Do what you know to do. Not what your flesh is asking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So go get those two books. Um, also, ladies, I'm going to also recommend um, Boundaries. Um, oh, they have a marriage one. Um, yes. But if you are single, um, I would definitely suggest to get the actual single version yes. of Boundaries because there is a single version. And then then you can get the marriage. the marriage version because they, though they talk about um, boundaries in a similar way, they use different scenarios um, that you can apply to life immediately, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because as someone's future wife or wife already, um, but no, not wife already, future wives, everybody can't have you. It's true. Everybody can't be with you. Um, And they especially can't be with you until they are with him. So those boundaries have to be set. Um, And it's not to be put as a malicious tool or a manipulative tool. um, Because if that's what you're doing, that's not a boundary. That is not a boundary at all. So stop it, cut it out. Uh, But it's more so guidelines of love for you and for the other person um, to say here and no further here and no further Um, because yeah once again I can't harp on that enough not everybody can have access to you you are precious you are a jewel you are a gift and then there's an anointing calling on your life that no one not everyone needs to be a part of no Um, because here's the thing especially going back to what Tanisha said especially if you have a double portion Yes. Okay. There are people who will come in and want to be with you simply because they see your gifting and see your anointing and because they want it for themselves. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It's an envy. And then there are other times where they don't want it for themselves. They just want to be around it. So then it no longer becomes an envy. It becomes a form of lust. They like that about you. Um, So either way, neither attachment is um good so you definitely have to be um aware and in prayer about that especially if you know that you already have that if you don't know that's one thing but to know already just being in the presence of god often enough for him to reveal it to you you have no excuse now you know that so that's something that you need to make sure you keep on guard about and be prayerful about it because the enemy will use and send other people not just situations he will send people to mm-hmm. latch on to you because what he will do is he can't keep you from what's got but he will slow you down he will give you the thoughts that you cannot have it mm-hmm. or put that spirit of fear around you so that way it I want to say it paralyzes you. It does. To the point where you can't reach it. And you're wondering why I, I see these visions. I see these things God have for me. And why can't I get them? Well, it's because you've been under attack for a while. You've been ambushed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it has literally paralyzed you. So be prayerful about the people that come around you. Because everybody will come and laugh up in your face and show you attention and affection. And guess what? They not for you. Mm-hmm they not for you um but because they feel good at the moment or because they're taking your mind off of certain circumstances that you're going through you deal with it not realizing that that's wasted time yours and theirs yes yours and theirs (laughs) definitely so uh go and get those three books um boundaries for married if you're married boundaries for singles if you're single his needs and her needs as well as um, love and respect. Um, I know Tanisha and I will definitely be talking more about this topic 
um, as we go on. Um, but it was something that I felt like needed to be stated now, especially in this season, because we're coming into a time where I feel like God's not playing. Mm-hmm. He, he's not playing any more games. Um, and he's literally like, I need my people to make a decision. Um, either you're going to submit or you're not. Bottom line. You know, I, I, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to stand at the door and knock, but I'm not going to stand there all day mm-hmm. long. It's time to wake up. Mm-hmm. It's time to wake up. Last thoughts, T? No, you covered it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you covered it. You covered it. Well, until next time, guys, this is She Laughs. Please look for us on Facebook at um, She Laughs or Ill Communication Studios. Um, you can find myself on Facebook at Charmaine Kears. You can also find me on Instagram at Charmaine Kears. Um, also, you can find me at my blog, uh, com. You can find that also on Facebook as well as Instagram. I got a lot going on, people. I know. Um, T, where can they find you? Um, Instagram, it is Mrs. Travolta Does Hair as well as TJW Salon Studio. And then on Facebook, it's Tanisha Williams. Awesome. And if you're in Atlanta area, check out her website. Go get your hair done because my hair be killing them. My color be on point. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, folks be trying to touch our hair all willy-nilly without asking. We see you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, but for real, uh, Tanisha has a, a very wonderful, beautiful anointing. Um, so if you're feeling, how can you even explain it? So if you have a really bad thought life, yeah it is something about going to see her that prepares me for battle Mm -hmm. so uh if you're in the atlanta georgia area and uh you're looking for a stylist but also someone to to cover you and you just need a moment please go see her yep my doors are open people all the time so until next time we love you Uh, Be blessed and we're praying for you. See y'all.